everyone. This is Melissa, and I'm the talkative introvert. Not sure how interesting this episode is going to be, honestly. I figured I needed to wrap up before I end the season, so I'm going to reflect back on this past year and give you some updates for the future. So from a personal standpoint, this year has been pretty good. Can't really complain. It's obviously not quite back to normal, but it's nice to see people out and about again. And it's really nice to see people actually enjoying themselves. So here in California, if you don't know, we opened back up June 15th. And so everyone ever since then has been going out, like the bars are open, the uh, clubs are open, restaurants are open, like everything basically is open. But we do have a mass mandate that went into effect recently. So I didn't know this because I live in Sacramento and we've always had the mask mandate and apparently other counties didn't. But recently Newsom just sent that out that we do have a mask mandate, but nothing's closed down. So everything is still open. So people are still out and about enjoying themselves. And um, I didn't realize how much I would miss that. I didn't really think about, you know, that aspect of not seeing people. And when you do see people, it's very, I don't know, weird. So it is nice ever since like June, um, seeing people just enjoy themselves and being out. And I, I, I do love going out that 7% extroversion in me or is it 7%? I think it's 7%. Um, in me did miss seeing people and going out. And, um, as you know, I'm an introvert, so, you know, introverts still like going out, but I just prefer it be with smaller groups or one-on-one with different people, but it's nice to finally be able to do that. So the second half of the year has been pretty great in that aspect. And I honestly just like people watching too. So like one of my favorite things to do is take Link out to the park and put on some, put on some headphones and just watch everyone just out and about doing their thing. And it's nice to see that. And, um, it's nice seeing people's faces for once because the mandate really is just for indoors, but some people don't follow it. I don't think you're allowed to like, I don't think the cops are going to like come and bombard, you know, the grocery store and like make you do it. So I think some people are just kind of over it, but you know, outside it's nice to see people, you know, smiling and laughing and enjoy being out in the fresh air and enjoying their surroundings and being with people they love. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot of that last year, obviously. So it's nice to see that this year. And my husband and I actually started trying out new restaurants and going out for date nights after we reopened. And my cousin and I, um, we have our little dates too. We're off on the same Friday. So we try to go out and do a new restaurant every time we hang out. There's seriously an abundance of restaurants in Sacramento. It would take probably years to get through all of them. And there's just a lot of good food here. And uh, apparently we changed our little logo or I don't know what you want to, I don't know what's called, but we used to be the city of trees, which I really liked, but now we're the farm to fork capital. makes sense, I guess, with all the farm to fork restaurants we have here, but I mean, that's great that we have that, but why did we have to change our name? I liked the city of trees or is that what we were called? 
I think that's where what we were called the city of trees or something like that. But anyways, that's what Sacramento apparently is known for is their farm to fork, which I didn't even realize until they changed that. And I didn't realize that was a big deal. It, I think the justification behind changing it was to start bringing people over here, like, you know, like really cater to tourism in Sacramento because people don't come here to vacation. But it, it is pretty awesome how much there is to actually do here. I remember in high school, people were so ready to leave. They didn't, they wanted out of here. And you don't really hear great things about Sacramento. And like what I said earlier, like people don't come here to vacation. It's not like the destination spot. And people who think of California, they usually go to SoCal or San Francisco or even like up north to like Fort Bragg or something. Not quite Sacramento. Um, but I like it here. I mean, it's starting to get a little too busy though, which is irritating me because the whole reason why I liked SAC like before was because it's uh, technically a city, like a big, I don't know, it's not really that big, but I guess like a metropolitan, you know, type city but with like small town vibes, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's a it's a metropolitan area, but you don't get that like San Francisco, LA congestion and overpopulation. And it's like way, 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 way cheaper to live here. At least it used to be. Now it's a little difficult to move here, I think. Well, I don't know. I guess as compared to certain areas in California, SAC is probably still a little cheaper, but everyone from the Bay Area um, apparently is moving up here and it's really like racking up our house prices. I mean, I'm sure there are other factors, obviously. Um, And it's not just the pandemic, like it's been going up and people from the Bay Area have been coming up here even before the pandemic. So um, there's like a big move to come up here and uh we're definitely getting a lot of new people moving in and we've been getting a lot of new neighbors and our neighbor recently well not recently like well it's pretty recent like i think like six months ago or five months ago or whenever it was um sold her house for almost like double what we paid for our house and it's a small house it's really not that big at all like i think it's like barely a thousand square feet. I don't know. It's pretty small, but there are houses like in our area and like closer to downtown that are like two bed, one bath, one car garage selling for over half a million dollars. Like I think there's some houses closer downtown that are like almost a million dollars and they're tiny, like they're small suburban houses. And I don't know what it's like in the Bay Area, but maybe that's cheap there. Uh, But that's not how it used to be here. And I'm just honestly glad that we bought our house when we did because I don't know if we would have been able to buy one. Like, it's pretty crazy how expensive everything is becoming um, and how that's kind of just been the trend for a while now. And it's... um. Like, obviously, that's a trend everywhere that everything gets expensive as the time goes. But it's been, I feel like it's, like, rapidly increasing in Sacramento. Like, I think people are finally realizing, like, it's not that bad here. And it's, like, a, like, perfect location because it's 
just like an hour away from a beach and an hour away from the snow and an hour away from, you know, or like two hours from Reno. And it's just, it's a good central hub, but I, I'm not happy about it. I don't want people to come here and I don't want more people to move here because it was so nice before, but now it's just so congested, takes forever to get anywhere. Like I'm pretty happy that I'm working from home now because I literally live like 15 minutes from work. But if I don't make it, like say if I leave at seven every day, then I can make it to work at in 15 minutes. But if I miss that window, like that five minute window and leave like at, you know, 707, then it's it went from a 15 minute drive to like a 45 minute drive. It's like that extra half hour when everyone starts to leave their house. So it it's definitely a lot of people. Anyways, enough about Sacramento. Please don't move here. Just come visit and then go back home. Um, on another note, obviously not everything has been so great. This year has still been challenging for a lot of people and I definitely feel for them. I especially feel for all the people that lost their jobs due to the vaccine mandates. I'm a huge believer in my body, my choice. And that ideal really isn't only specific to abortions, you know, like it encompasses all choices, an individual's choice to do anything with their body or to do or not do anything with their body. You know, like you're free to like get plastic surgery, to modify their body, to like, you know, do all these like different like body modifications. Like you're allowed to do all that. And, you know, in addition to that, you should also be allowed to um, pick and choose the type of medical, what do you want to call it? Uh, treatments or what have you to your own body. You know, you should have that choice as well. And it sucks that the government and these companies are willing to terminate people and essentially put some people out on the streets because they don't want to get vaccinated. Like there's, there's a lot of tent cities in Sacramento, which isn't new, but they are growing. Like it is no joke. They are everywhere and they are by no means small and people are losing their jobs. They're losing, like, I don't know if that's due to the vaccine mandates um, or if it's because of like all the prices going up and housing going up. And honestly, it could just be a, a mixture of all that. But if you're one of those people who are living like paycheck to paycheck and you're just like on the cusp and, you know, just just about to lose your home and then all of a sudden, you know, you lose your job because you couldn't get vaccinated or you didn't want to get vaccinated. Now you're like on the streets. And I think that's, that's just so crazy because not everyone believes in Western medicine and, you know, to each their own. There are tons of people who choose different methods of healing and some may sound like completely absurd, absurd and crazy, but that's their choice. You know, you take care of you and you do what's best for you. You know, people are just doing what they think is best for them and what works for them. And people really just need to learn to mind their own business. 
we're seeing a lot of people just so high and mighty on their pedestal telling people what they need to do or what they have to do, when in reality, everyone's just trying to do the best they can. No one truly knows what's best for everyone. This is also new um, to a lot of people. You know, like not everyone is still around from the Spanish flu or whatever it was, you know, so like this whole pandemic is just also new to everybody. And maybe the vaccines work now, but we don't know the long term effects. Like every day, like everything we do every day is a risk, whether we get it or not is a risk. And people have to make that choice as to whether they're willing to take that risk or not. And that's their personal choice. And they should be allowed that personal choice. And really like what you decide to do for your own body and what you decide to do, what you believe is best for you shouldn't indicate whether someone is employable or not. Like there's companies that are mandating vaccines for their employees that telework. So they're not even in a building with other people. They're literally at home and that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I understand, like, maybe why the medical, like, the hospitals and all that want their um, employees vaccinated because they're, you know, there's a lot of traffic and they're constantly, like, talking to strangers and what have you. But sometimes, like, I just don't understand the logic for other companies. Like, your your people are working from home. So... Really, for all of you out there trying to fight for your right to your body and the right to make your own choices, I see you and I feel for you. And I hope people will wake up to see how this is causing more harm than good for the American people. And I know my podcast is small and doesn't reach a lot of people, but I hope anyone listening would be willing to stand with those people and help them fight for their rights. I tried recently to share a very wholesome video on Instagram of an interview of the folks down in LA who were protesting against the vaccine mandates, but Instagram just won't let you. Any post that's not about promoting the vaccine gets censored. And it wasn't even a video about not getting the vaccine. Like I would never post a video about whether you should get it or not. That like that is completely a hundred percent up to the individual and up to whether, you know, you did your own research and you feel confident enough to do it. Like then you, you can, you know, you should do it. Like you should be able to do it. It's not up to anybody else but yourself. Like it's not up to any influencers or politicians or whatever to tell you whether you should get it or not. Like that is should a hundred percent be the individual. But this video was purely about fighting against the mandate itself. And there was just a really sad part where a first responder was talking about how last year him and his fellow coworkers and their nurses and the doctors, et cetera, were deemed as like heroes and they were praised for working overtime to make sure everyone was taken care of and that, you know, everyone that caught COVID was taken care of and they were doing all their, all they can to, you know, deal with like the hospitals and, the overpopulation and all that. And they were really just, you know, people were grateful for them and thankful that they were there to help and they really praised them. But then, you know, when the vaccine mandates came out this year, like now they feel like they're the enemy that, you know, they're shamed and people are just being awful to them and 
it just, it was just really sad because it was just such a 180, you know, like, like one second they're heroes and the next they're not. And it just doesn't make sense. And honestly, like, why would you fire the most important people needed to fight a pandemic? Like, if we're dealing with overcapacity, you know, in hospitals and medical, like, people working overtime, like, why would you fire them? Like, don't we need them? So it, like, doesn't make any sense at all. Like, none of this makes sense. And it's just very, a lot of, like, hate and over, you know, a personal choice. Like, it's just, I just don't understand. So to all those first responders and to all the nurses and doctors and MAs and really just everyone, not just people in the medical field, like anyone that lost their job or lost their livelihood because of this mandate, like you deserve better. You deserve a government that respects your choices. I'm so sorry that you have to go through all this. And I know that's like one of the hardest things going on this year. It's like, one, we're still in pandemic mode. So, you know, there's some states still doing the lockdowns and doing the mandates and all this stuff. And so, like, not only the pandemic, but then, like, the rising cost of everything and then people losing their jobs. Like, <laughs> I just, it's a lot. So, I was, like, so hopeful after everything opened up. And I'm not saying, like, everything's devastating, everything's sad. And like, like I said, I had a pretty good year because I am so grateful and fortunate that I have a job and that some of these issues don't impact me. And I'm just like, I'm so happy that I I am in this position, but it still makes me sad to see where our country is heading. 2021 hasn't really evolved too much from last year as it pertains to government overreach. And it's quite sad. (laughs) Um, People were just so hopeful too. Like people were so hopeful because, you know, Trump didn't win and they thought they were finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but that doesn't seem to be the case. And I don't care if you're liberal or conservative or whatever, like my honest opinion, like politicians don't care about us. They don't. And the ones that do never win because it's, it's really just all about power. It's all about money. It's all about everything that benefits them. Like they, they benefit from all of this, you know, they make the laws and enforce mandates and censor people. And they try to convince you that they're doing it for their own, for our own good. And honestly, that's just like all a bunch of like crap to me, in my opinion. And so all of this stuff is just, it's just another reminder that, you know, the government is just this entity that wants to take over and they don't really, it's this entity that doesn't care about the people. They just care about power and money. And sorry for that rant, but the people are drowning as the politicians collect their pretty paychecks and rise more and more into power. And people need to realize that we all like red or blue need to just come together and put the politicians in their place. We shouldn't be fighting each other because that's what it seems like lately. That's what they want. I mean, I don't say lately because I feel like it's just been a problem forever. Um, You know, the whole conquer 
divide and conquer. Like they just want us to pin ourselves against each other rather than really look at the true problem, the root problem, which is the people in power. Anyways, uh, if I keep going on this political anti-government rant, like the, the media gods might try to take down my podcast or something, because apparently you can't even share anything on social media and everything's censored, but that's a different topic. Anyways, so as for the podcast, did you guys see my Spotify wrapped? If you haven't, I posted it on Instagram. So I got 129 percent increase in listeners and i was like why (laughs) why are you listening to me i'm not that interesting but thank you i appreciate the listens i guess i'm surprised because i don't really have a specific theme when i first started i watched a lot of videos about how to start a podcast and how to grow your audience and every single video said pick a theme make sure you have a theme and i'm like but i just want to talk like i don't have a theme and why do I need a theme? So since a lot of my topics at the beginning were going to be introvert related, that ended up being my theme for the first season at least. However, this season, I kind of don't really talk about introversion as much. Not that I don't like talking about it. Like I love my INTJ chats with my sister-in-law and I do some introvert episodes here and there. Um, but that's not everything I'm about, you know, like I'm more than just an introvert and there's more to a person than if they would rather be surrounded by a mass of people or be by themselves. So I started getting bored with talking about it and I stopped getting excited to record those types of episodes. And I really just enjoy my talks with my friends. And this year I met a new person. So shout out to Delina. We never met in person, but it's been a blast having her on the podcast, and I hope to do more with her in the future. So if you're listening, let me know if you want to do another one. Anyways, it was just cool to talk about something I know nothing about. If you haven't heard those episodes, she talks about witches and what it means to be a witch. And I grew up in a Christian household, so that's all I know as it comes to religion and beliefs. So I was more than excited to hear how another person grew up and to learn about their beliefs. It was just so fascinating to listen to other people's perspective and ways of life. Then I'm doing more like opinionated episodes. That's kind of where I'm leaning towards. I don't know how to classify those kinds of episodes. It's not really a a theme, I don't think. I don't know. They are definitely a bit more anxiety inducing to post because just because people usually pick a side, they're they're either going to hate me or like me. And my only hope is that people coming into my podcast will come in with an open mind and a willing ear to listen. I don't always have to agree with my friends and family, and we can agree to disagree. I do have great relationships with friends and family with differing opinions. So trust me, it's possible to not hate someone with an opposing view. I deal with it all the time. Uh, But I would like to talk to someone who is willing to have like a civil conversation about some tough subjects. I think those are fun to do. I can't pay you, but I'll shut you out like on Instagram. That's the best I can do. I don't get paid to do this. This is literally all for fun. It's a hobby. Someone earlier in the year or last year, I think, actually reached out, but I got too nervous. I do want to try to get some new guests on the podcast. My cousin wants to do one with the family. We have a little gaming group chat with cousins from both my family and Brandon's, but that one will probably be pretty chaotic to do. So we'll see. Plus, maybe not everyone wants to do it. So it could be a smaller group, but we'll see if we'll ever get that done. But so next year, I guess expect more opinion related episodes. My friend Bailey suggested doing some controversial topics, but not too controversial. Like 
For example, we could do topics like, should we legalize all drugs or should sex work be legalized or something like that, like controversial, but not really. I don't know. I guess it, it depends on who you talk to, but those aren't like super controversial, like nothing too, I don't know. Like I don't want to do any like COVID stuff, even though I literally, literally went on a whole like rant about that, but questions like those. Also, in the future, like just expect more chats in general with people. Doing solo episodes are definitely easier, but they're not as fun as chatting with someone. And they're also just much shorter, but I do want to do more with more chats with friends, family, and who knows, maybe like other people, like new people. Then as far as schedules go, not gonna lie, because this isn't my full-time job, I don't know if I can keep up with a regular posting schedule. I'm honestly probably just going to publish when I can. Some months may have an episode every week. Some maybe, you know, only have one. Um, It's just really when I can fit it in. I was trying to do like a regular cadence. And when I was watching those starting a podcast video, videos on YouTube, um, apparently a podcast no-no is not having a regular cadence, uh, a regular schedule. If you want to grow your audience, make sure to post on a regular basis is what they said. So honestly, good thing this is a hobby (laughs) because that doesn't matter to me. Um, But at the beginning of like all this, like I tried to do, you know, do the the positive, the podcast do's. And honestly, it just, it doesn't align with it. I'm not trying to make this a big thing, you know, like if it does, it does. If it doesn't, you know, whatever, then it's just for you guys, my really small group of listeners. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks. If you made it this far, thanks for everyone that has stuck around for both seasons. I'm excited to see what happens next year. I'm for sure going to take January off. It's a busy birthday month and I will be turning the big three Oh, so that's happening. Uh, I'm a little mixed about how I feel about that, but excited to see what this next decade of my life will be like. My 20s have been a complete roller coaster, so I'm hoping my 30s will be a little more calm. But I mean, it's starting off with the pandemic, so not exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> but yeah, excited, I guess, for that. Um, anyways, I don't know when season three will start, so stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram or set up notifications on Spotify to get notified. I'm going to shoot for February, but we'll see. All right, well, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. If you enjoy what you hear want to stay up to the date on the show, please follow me on Facebook or, and, or on Instagram. You can also check out my website at thetalkativeintrovertpodcast.com. All the information will be on there as well as in the show notes. If you want to help support the show, please review and rate the podcast and share it with your friends and family. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you guys in the next season.